Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from, from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people, in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The Gospel of the Lord. Who here tonight loves to hold babies? Has the bishop got two hands up behind him? <laughs> who loves to hold babies? I have held many babies. Countless times I have held a baby in my arms and looked down and wondered, what will this child be? I can think of no act in life that is so full of hope, that is so full of, of awe than holding a baby. I held each of my children within minutes of their birth. Each time I was filled with awe, I was filled with wonder. Each time was a holy moment beyond explanation. And so here we are at Christmas Eve, this year known as Advent 4, and we are drawn to Zechariah's prophecy, his song, when his son John is born. Zechariah praised God when his son was born. He praised God for the promises that God had made. He praised God for the promises that God had kept. He praised God for the promise that was in his son. Because he knew that his son was created for a purpose. He knew that his son, John, would be called a prophet. He knew that his son would go before the Lord to prepare a way. And he knew that his son would tell the people how to be saved through the forgiveness of their sins. Zechariah was filled with joy at the birth of his son. So he praised God. However, tonight, I want you all to know that God rejoices no less for you than he did for Zachariah's son. Zachariah so loved his son that he got a glimpse uh, of him through God's eternal eyes. And therefore, God so loves you that he has laid out a path for you to follow. God has given you something that makes you uniquely you. There is something in you that transcends employment. There is something in you that transcends retirement. There is something in you that transcends labels, that transcends gender, that transcends race, that transcends status. God has created you with a purpose and is calling you to that purpose even tonight. You are created 
to do no less than John once did, and that is to prepare a way for the Lord and to show the people the way to salvation through the forgiveness of sins. God has called you to your life. So, my friends, let your life speak. Let nothing get in the way of being the person that you are, the person that God has called you to be. Now, Zechariah claimed in his prophecy that through the birth of Jesus, we have been rescued from the power of our enemy so that we could serve him without fear. That's what he said in his prophecy, in his song. And so we need no longer to fear. We need no longer to hide from God or from each other. We, need no, we, need, we are free to use the gifts that God has granted us for God's purpose. And we can serve God in our homes. We can serve God in our churches. We can serve God in our workplace. And we can serve God with our hearts, our hands, and our feet, and our minds. We are free to love God because... It is only in freedom tonight that love is possible. We are free to love ourselves because we know that we are created in the image of God that is love. We are free to love one another because God has called us to do no less tonight. So fear is powerful. Fear can be overwhelming. And when we sit in the shadow of death, as Zechariah talks about, fear can be crippling. Many of us have experienced that kind of fear. We have experienced that kind of sorrow, that kind of loss. When chaos of the world is too much to bear, we sit in the shadow. When the diagnosis is positive and when the prognosis is not optimistic, we've sat in that shadow. When we fail to love as we were called to love, We've sat in that shadow. Some would say, and some would claim that God does not go where God is not wanted. Such a claim stands in direct opposition to the claim of Christmas tonight. The claim of Christmas is that God goes where God is not expected and where he's not wanted. God goes where, where it once seemed impossible. God breaks through the cosmos he tears through the curtain and crumbles our dividing walls. Christmas makes the audacious and spectacular claim that God was made flesh. God was a baby. The claim of Christmas is that God broke through the darkness. As Zacharias says in verses 78 to 79, God's love and kindness will shine upon us like the sun that rises in the sky. On us who live in the dark shadow of death, this light will shine to guide us into a life of peace. <coughs> through our willful, willfulness, through our humanity, it, we, have, we, have been create, we have created many dark and terrible places. The shadow of death at times looms large over our world. But in the midst of the darkness, a baby is born. Zachariah saw a great purpose in his son's life. People wondered, what then will this child be? 
John grew to be the voice in the wilderness that cried out, prepare the way of the Lord. As we reflect this Christmas Eve on Zechariah's song of praise, what then will we do? For what purpose have we been created? My prayer for this church is that we would all use what we have been given to do as John did. Prepare the way of the Lord. Show people the way of salvation. Find those that sit in the shadow of darkness and sit next to them. Hold their hand. Weep with them if we must. Give them love. And above all, show them the light and declare that the dawn is coming. That in Jesus, God's love and kindness will shine upon us like the sun that rises in the sky. Declare that the dawn is coming and let the Holy Spirit guide us on the path of peace. Let us pray. Loving and mighty God, you fulfilled your promise to save us when Jesus, your son, became one of us. We are no longer in the dark, for you let your light shine on us. Bring us your salvation now. Set us free from our sins. Let us become fully human with Jesus and go with him in your way of peace and love. Let him be our strength this Christmas time, that through him and growing in his humanity, we might be your beloved sons and daughters. We ask this through the mighty name of Christ our Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.